everyone, happy Monday and welcome to the Mindfulness at IBM podcast. Um, I'm here with uh, with Pat uh, and I don't think we have any, any news this week, right Pat? Lots of people practicing and continue your practice. Actually, I, I got even more calendars, more more uh, local um, local groups, local practice group in the global calendar we have. So there is even more practices coming in, right? So and encourage everyone if you are listening and you say like, my country or my practice group doesn't have a practice there, but I know that some practice are happening. Uh, we should get in touch because we can all coordinate and put all the events in one place. So it's good for everyone, right? Now that mostly uh, uh, we are working and uh, practicing virtually then there is no limit to to where we can travel right uh, and experience there is uh, talking about the calendar one uh, one interesting event happening this week this thursday at uh, 1 p.m central instant time uh, and if you remember the episode 10 we had mary uh, mary tafuri um, that is a you know strong uh, advocate and, and sponsor of of our community that is uh, hosting a session uh, called mindfulness for sales uh, or for sellers, right? Uh, so it's gonna be basically all talking about the benefits of mindfulness for 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 the seller's uh, job in itself. So when mindfulness can help uh, sales, it's gonna be mostly of a conversation. So if you're interested, I will add the link as well. So feel free to enroll um, and come and, and learn with the, with, with us uh, one particular aspect of of mindfulness. Okay, said that, uh, I think we should go to, to our guest today and it's going to be a very nice, tasty experience. So uh, let's get there. But today we have a super guru of uh, tea making here with us, right? Uh, so uh, it's something that uh, I think if you, if you want, I think there is um, the, the opportunity for you to start doing immediately uh, prepare a tea during this podcast, right? So that uh, because we will have a tea drinking practice at the end, right? But before that, I'm really you know happy to welcome uh, Rachel here with us. So Rachel, thank you for being in the Mindfulness at IBM podcast. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So yes, if, if you haven't started boiling the water, then please do so. Uh, Rachel, but you're not just mindful when it comes to tea. You do some traveling, you, you do some sports, uh, you're very active on the community. Can you tell us a little bit about mindfulness uh, for you and, and what you're working on these days? Yes. So for me, the most important thing in daily life is equanimity, so that inner peace and the mental calmness uh, to have it, as I used to be very stressed. I was studying, working, doing PhD. I had big uh, overload of all the things around. And my mind was just running crazy with thoughts for almost 24-7. So I was also struggling for many years with severe insomnia. So I really couldn't sleep. I couldn't put my mind at ease. And mindfulness practices helped me a lot with it. And one thing is when I was this very, very stressed, I decided to invest a bit of time in just doing something for me. And like to be able to stop in this life and do something that I enjoy a lot. And I always like teeth very much. So I got into that and I learned more about this tea world. And I started to do tea ceremonies, especially Gong Fu Cha, which is the Chinese tea ceremony. 
And if you focus on this tea and the tea tasting, this is mindfulness practice and a kind of meditation that I was doing without ever hearing about something like mindfulness. So this is what I started to do. And this helped me a lot with being less stressed. And I could just switch off my mind for a little bit when I was drinking the tea. And other thing is I was also very active. As you mentioned, I do a lot of different sports. And those were also the times when I was like meditating. I was like, for example, for a few years, I was doing long distance running. And when you started the run, uh, many people experience it like that, that your mind is just racing with thoughts and you are stressed and your mind is full of things. But by the time you finish uh, some longer run, run, like 10 kilometers, 15 kilometers, you end up with just empty mind, you are at ease, you are in this peaceful place, this equanimity, and uh, this was wonderful for me. And also on some trainings I was doing, uh, for example, I was doing course on acro yoga, and part of this course was also um, as the relaxation, uh, was body scan. So I didn't hear about mindfulness at that time, but I was already familiar with some practices of it, so some kind of meditation over it food tasting, tea tasting, these body scans, also mindful movements. When I was doing some training, I was always aware. I was always in this place, uh, aware of every movement and everything I was doing. So I started my mindfulness practices before ever hearing about mindfulness. And then, yeah, and then in IBM, oh. when I learned that there is something like mindfulness and it's incorporating all those things that I found in myself very useful and they were helping me a lot. So I could see and feel very positive effect. Then I also added a few other things that I wasn't doing before, like for example, breathing exercises, focusing on breathing, some other types of meditation and all this together helped me to live a lot more at ease and in peace. And I can say the quality of my life is a lot better than it used to be. I'm a lot happier. I'm a lot less stressed. I don't worry as much as I used to. So it's been just wonderful journey for me. And same as with the tea tasting and this beautiful tea world, mindfulness world is all also a lifetime journey. And there will be always something new to learn. And it's very personal experience. For everybody, it will be a little bit different, but this is a wonderful thing. If somebody wants to start and take the journey, I highly encourage everybody to try. Wow. <laughs> wow. Beautiful, beautiful success story and su summary of the vastness of your mindfulness <laughs> practice and, and your journey into it. And quite unusual, I would say. I, you know, we we had many guests so far, me and and Pat here, and uh, it never came from the experience of uh, doing things, right, and uh, tasting, and and that's uh, I think is an interesting path to to join mindfulness afterwards. So to really realize that at the end, even drinking tea can be a simple uh, habit for some 
that is just, you know, I just take it and drink it. That's my morning. And there is a coffee drinkers. But instead, if you really put much more uh, focus on the preparation, on the smell, on the taste, on the, on the time you dedicate to it, right? Um, it's a totally different experience and it can become really, uh, you know, moment by moment continuous discovery, right? So, uh, thank you for, for sharing, Rachel. Rachel, can you, can you tell us more about the, equanimity the the balance that you're working on is it is it yeah how to explain it how to you know, put it in your own words for me this in my experience what what is the most important for me is just to stop this brain from racing all the time and having more of the more and more moments when i just don't have any thoughts in my mind for me, this is working very well and uh, putting me at ease and I'm calmer. And also this lets me be in the present moment, be more aware and enjoy things more like, especially the nature around me. This is something also that ground me a lot. So in the office, for me, the most important thing about place I sit is having a view on the tree. So whenever I'm in the office in some stressful moment, I would just look through the window and look at the tree leaves, maybe moving a little bit on the wind and be just close off this stressful everybody around and the noise from open space in office. And just take a deep breath and look at those leaves and be present on it and meditate on that tree for a moment and help a lot. And just for yeah. our listeners, there's a beautiful green background behind Rachel with, with some lovely plants <laughs> and, and this light's coming in. So I'm assuming yes. that's the window that you just looked at. It's all the tree. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. Also plants are beautiful and I really like looking at them, observing how they grow, how they develop. Um, also, whenever I walk, I look at the nature a lot more than before. So I see um, every day the trees around us. Now we, we are in the spring. So every, tree, every day there are changes on the trees. There are little buds. They start to get some flowers. Uh, we have wonderful young leaves, green ones, which are very beautiful. And this is something that uh, is very nice. And most of people that are just living in this frantic world of office, just racing businessmen from one place to the other, they don't really even see it. They like look at it kind of when they walk, but they don't really see, they don't pay any attention to it and they don't even know when it's passing and when there is ex another season and they don't even know when the flowers yeah. bloom and so on. Yeah. But, but surprisingly, when you, when you notice it, right, even in those situations, there is always a moment that even the most of the busiest of the human beings stops for a second. And that is actually one of the most memorable things for that day. If this person looks back, we remember that moment that was staring at a tree and having yes, a and second of peace. Yes, even the smallest thing can make our day. Like, I'm sure everybody experienced this, that had a bad day, but somebody smiled, and it already made them feel better, or they saw a beautiful flower or smelled it, and this can make your day and completely change your mood. So th those are wonderful little moments, and we should cherish yes. them. Yes. So 
this, this is great. And it's, you, you did mention some formal practices that you do uh, and, and the ceremonies and specific things that you follow, but the informal practice is just so vivid, just like the, the trees blooming right now. What, what do you do specifically in that moment? What's going on for you when you're walking and you see this, this bud, like explain for us that, that feeling of equanimity of, of balance of no thoughts. It's um, kind of hard, hard to explain something when it's just absence of thoughts. So there is like nothing there. But uh, in general, I feel very much at ease, grounded, very calm and uh, optimistic, cheerful. And I just admire the beauty of the nature at that moment. I would challenge you both, folks. Do you need a tree? Or a wall is It can be a wall, it can be anything. You can even focus on the air that we have and let us breathe and nourish all of our body cells. So you don't really need anything. You can just cherish the breath that you have always with you. As, as long as we're alive, we will have it with us. I was talking to uh, a potential f future guest that, that we should have, uh, Prashana, so we could, we could tag him. Uh, but he was saying it's... It's difficult to describe, and Rachel, you said that as well. Uh, you can watch, you know, videos about people doing mindfulness practices or doing tea ceremonies or, 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 or sports being in the flow in the zone. But if you're just watching the, the videos, it's like trying to experience swimming by watching videos about swimming on YouTube. You can kind of understand it conceptually, but it's only when you experience that breath that wall that tree that that lack yet fullness of what's happening right now yeah but but, but uh, you know talking about equanimity um uh, i i think i also had a side understanding of the same point right so i wonder uh, because one thing i got uh, about the the total concept of you know balance and equanimity is also in in how we approach things that are maybe you know in the moment when these things become annoying to us or become unimportant right to really bring again this important uh, for example i don't know uh, we talk about tea uh, i'm i'm drinking i take a tea and it has a not a good taste right and i might say oh what did i buy and what uh, what what rachel offered me today like such a it doesn't taste good instead of when we would say at least you have a tea right there are you know it's uh, you're here with you're with people you're drinking it you have uh, the the gift to wait uh, uh, for a bit of time and enjoy a moment doesn't matter if the tea doesn't taste good everything else is amazing anyway right and and that's what i understood as as you can imitate i don't know if but <laughs> does it go the other way though like uh, you know i'm enjoying the tea rachel you know lele are smiling i gotta think of something bad right now you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah to balance it out so to balance it yeah yeah, but there is always something mm -hmm. to be grateful for. And even if the tea doesn't have the mm -hmm. great taste, maybe it warms your body and gives you a very nice sensation in your yeah. throat, in your chest, in your stomach. So there might be good sides to it as well. Yeah. 
dropping out of that 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 head of, of yeah. judgment right good or bad and and dropping into physical sensations direct experience uh, using our other senses tea. well we can go let's go to uh, the little uh, tea tea practice right I, I a little premise so when i met uh, rachel uh, you know first i thought i was uh, a good tea drinker i'm drinking like liters of tea every day i'm really like everybody's considering me like, the guy that drinks tea right then when i met rachel understood that I, I, I knew nothing about tea drinking right uh, and there is a, a totally different concept on the quantities the quality the approach it's not just drinking it's a uh, it's the experience so uh, please Rachel guide us to what could be an experience that everybody can have okay so let's do a little practice and everybody let's get a small cup of tea or a glass or something else to drink if you don't like tea or don't have tea it can be any other liquid thing uh, try not to be, make it too too big so you will be able to uh, get it all in a few minutes okay and let's start. You can start by just looking at the color of the liquor and you can slowly and gently move it around to see how the liquor is moving and focus on its thickness. Look if it's similar to water or maybe it's a little bit more thick like that. Maybe it's similar to different liquids you've seen before. And you can stay on this moment and observe it Maybe never you thought about tea this way, so focus on that for a moment. And then take a deep breath and take a small sip. And try not to swallow tea too fast at first. And if you did swallow it right away, just take another sip and this time keep it in your mouth for a moment. If you want, you can close your eyes if you are comfortable with that. And now focus on the texture of the liquor. So just have a little sip and move it around, maybe with your tongue, tingle a bit in your mouth. And think, is it thick? Is it maybe creamy or it's crisp like a spring water? Just think about thickness on its own. And then you swallow and do it slowly. And think about this tea moving down your throat and feel this warm sensation it gives you in your belly maybe it's in your chest just do a little mind body scan at this moment and uh, think about how it makes you feel then you can get another sip and as well keep it in your mouth for a bit think about the taste is it sweet or maybe it's bitter Think if you can pick any familiar notes in it. Maybe there are flowery notes. Maybe it tastes of fruits or nuts or earthy notes. So try to taste it. Try to get a deep breath between every sip. And with next sip, we will focus on another thing. So now with the another sip, think about physical sensations in your mouth. Do you feel some tingling sensation on your tongue? Or maybe there is astringency as black teeth tend to get. And when you swallow another sip, don't take next one for a bit. And think about the finish. Do you feel any aftertaste of the tea in your mouth? Can you still feel the smell of it? 
or maybe you still feel some physical sensations like the tingling uh, on the tongue or the cheeks on the inner sides or maybe you still feel it in your throat now try to cherish each small sip of this tea and just focus on different sensations one at a time and just enjoy this little process and when you will finish the cup try to smell it and there are minerals in the tea that can leave scent of the empty cup so you don't have to rush to it you can keep sipping your tea now if you want and in the end just smell the empty cup if your cup is not empty yet you can just smell the liquor that you have now and the last step after drinking your tea is just focusing on body sensation if you feel comfortable with your eyes closed then close them and if you prefer you can keep them open as well and just think how do you feel how is your tongue how is your mouth your throat your stomach and also the rest of your body your body as a whole was it warming for you or maybe it's cooling is it giving you some calming effects or the opposite do you feel energized after it take a few deep breaths now breathe in and breathe out and slowly slowly you can open your eyes and blink few times to adjust to the light and thank you for this short practice and have a wonderful day and now pause and repeat with the <laughs> exactly. next cup or a different type of the tea and see how it feels <laughs> and how it tastes oh yeah is is there a specific amount of time that that one should take for this mm, when i do the tea ceremony then there are even more steps so before brewing we are observing the leaves how they look like and then you also mm. observe how they open up if they were rolled before brewing and you can also smell the leaves uh, in warm vessels so like it's good to put it in a warm pot then they will smell uh, a lot more intense than if you put them in cold and see how the smell of the leaves change from the dry leaves oh. in warm cup or warm pot to the leaves after infusing them one time then you can infuse most types multiple times and you can also focus how the taste and the smells are changing between infusions so yeah you can build up to to a lot bigger experience and this can take as little or mm -hmm. as much as you can so you can do just practice over one sip if you don't have much time you have to come back to the work you can just take few mindful sips at the beginning of the cup as also with other things coffee water mm. anything you're drinking really and mm. if you really have time for like a bigger ceremonial kind of tea drinking then you can drink tea over hour or even multiple hours or, or, or multiple years if you you know start the ceremony mm. at the seedling <laughs> 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 and wait for the the plant yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah and you can re and also it's not only for the tea you can do this yeah. kind of things with any kind of drinks or Beautiful. food as well mm -hmm. you can just 
focus on different parts, texture, taste, and the body sensations. But, but it's actually interesting what, what one, the, the biggest take, right? That for me is like, I was more for quantities, right? I just had a big, big teapot and I just filled that uh, with the, uh, with teas. Instead, the opposite would be, I like you have as well, Pat, right? So uh, <laughs> we knew nothing about tea making. Uh, but the point is like, if you have a little quantity, very small, then the temperature keeps high yes. and you mm. use the same leaves over and over, right? Um, and, the taste changes according to how many times you brew with the same leaf. So you have a experience that changes even with the same, uh, you know, the same initial product. And that's, that's fascinating. Yes. Traditionally in tea drinking, tea comes from China and Chinese people usually have a small mm -hmm. vessel for brewing and they get different ratio than in western brewing of the tea leaves to water so for most tea types it would be three to five grams of mm -hmm. tea per 100 milliliter mm -hmm. of water so they use small pots for example 100 milliliter mm -hmm. capacity and we will put a lot of tea leaves and then we brew it shortly so it can be 10 seconds 15 seconds 20 seconds infusion and you can infuse it many times this way and the taste will be a lot more intense because there is more tulips in it and uh, with every infusion taste will be changing a little bit so we do this short infusions we can drink freshly brewed tea which is still warm mm -hmm. from a small cup and the small cups also makes you appreciate it more because when we have this big we just get it down 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 our throats just like tanking yeah. a car, but we don't really appreciate it. And when we have this small, smaller part, I think it's the same with food. If you have a, like tiny appetizers, you will really taste them. But if you will get a big plate of something, you can just eat it mindlessly very fast, maybe having a conversation or watching a movie yeah. or something, and you don't even realize that you ate it. So this also yeah changes so this small cup makes you more mindful on its nice. own i think in a way and in the end what people don't realize if you get this small pot that's just 100 milliliters but infuse it 10 times you still have one liter of tea so it's not that you 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 will not drink enough or you will think like oh but i cannot drink from 40 milliliter cup because i will be still thirsty but you can drink another cup and another cup and you can sit for an hour or two hours with this tea and enjoy it so you know we did it uh, for wendy i think in uh, one of the past episodes but we can do also for you Rachel. like we invite you to make a mindful tea practice uh, once a week if you can with our, the community it'll be actually i'm sure many will like to join and drink together and experience yeah. it like it'll be a silent practice of experience anyway uh glad you came and shared thank you thank you pat anything you want to add also, just just thank you wholeheartedly. We could definitely sense your your passion and your embodied practice. I love the the formality and the informality and discussion about equanimity. Thank you so much, Rachel. And I hope people can reach out to you if they have any tea questions or or just find out more about you. Thank you. Of course, anytime. I'm always happy to have a tea talk <laughs> or share it with someone. This is also wonderful. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Uh, and the next step is having a conversation as well, right? After the tea is finished, though, and connect, right? 
thank you, thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. I hope this was a nice opportunity not only to have a cup of tea, but to start to practice and maybe do it, play and record and, you know, play again and rewind and so on for, for longer, the whole week perhaps. So happy tea drinking. Thank you, Rachel, again. And see you in the next week with another episode of our Mindfulness at IBM podcast. Bye.